Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's time for the Sports Blast. <laughs> Ashish Sharma. All you have here is a solid foundation of young talent. All you have to go out and do is get the big ball. Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am going to smack you so hard. I will smack your face off of your face. Ryan Roach. He can get on base, he can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position. Sports. Dave Pollard. is facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's absolutely right. And Mark Lazell. You have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. Around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. There are playoff implications on the line. The Sports Blast. What the hell are you doing? Only on ESPN New Hampshire. This is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 that doesn't no, work. No, 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 don't ruin it. No. And ESPN NHRadio.com. Game on! Game on! What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. I'm Ashish Sharma with Brian Roach, David Pollard, and Mark Lazell. What's up, guys? We're all back. Happy New Year. Full crew. Yeah. Merry belated Christmas. It's been a while since it we've has. had a, uh, Happy a birthday, full Mark. crew on the show. Happy oh, belated thanks, birthday, Happy Mark. Happy belated birthday it, to Mark. We've been Appreciate gone it. for so long. I know you guys were here a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, me Brian and Brian and did a show solo, basically. Good times. Yeah. And uh, Mark and Best I haven't show been of the here. Year. Mark, you and I haven't been here since yeah, only December show 10th, of the year. 2016. Yeah, I, the only reason why I didn't make it to the solo show is because I got a little banged up because of my birthday uh, weekend, but it happens. It's a good yeah, enough yeah, excuse. 26, 26 shots, right? <laughs> Something 20, like that. 26 <laughs> shots. I just saw the text I mean, in the morning, and he was just like, guys, I, I can't get up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you were in Houston. No, I was in uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. I flew through to uh, Houston. Oh, oh, I would have loved to be I in Houston see, next week, though. Houston next week is, uh, what's going on there? No idea. I think there's some there a rocket thing ship going taking on there. off? <laughs> Space mission? Houston, we have a problem. I feel like a bunch of birds are going to get beat up. What do you mean? Yeah, Think you, about it. You can't beat up birds. <laughs> <laughs> animal cruelty right there, Brian. I'm being facetious. I understand. Okay, good. You, you, you think that the falcons are going to get beat up. Oh, we have because a lot of time there's to get a, uh, Because there's a Super Bowl actually happening in Houston. We don't have to be coy about it, right? Everyone knows about it. No, I, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, a Lady Gaga singing at some point. Yeah, I, I actually... Uh, didn't she sing the national anthem last year? Yeah, and yeah. she went like two minutes, like 50 seconds. Yeah, she, she ruined the spread but, on the uh, national anthem time mm. last oh, year. Oh, we'll do some prop bets on that next week for sure. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of bummed out, though. I wanted to see Mariah Carey do the halftime show. I think that would be... A, a great you know appearance for her. Yeah, as long as her background vocals are working. I wanted it to be ludicrous, but ludicrous yeah. future. Yeah, that would have been cool too. Did you guys hear what uh, Future did to Russell Wilson? I did. Yeah. I did. No, that what? was savage. He sent Russell uh, his kid. So Russell Wilson's always around Future's kid with Sierra. Uh huh. So Future sent over a Falcons jersey to the kid Ooh. to rock. <laughs> savage. After after Ooh, the that Falcons hurts. beat the Seahawks. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. right after. Shots fired. Mm. Seriously. Just saying. All right, we got a lot to talk we about. We do, though. we do. We're going to get into Super Bowl <laughs> 51, obviously. Before, before we do get to that, though, I just want to uh, say something real quick. Uh, as most of you already probably know, ESPN New Hampshire is currently in the process of switching to FM. As a result of that, most of the local programming here has been put on hold for the time being, except us. We're still here. Yeah, we're, we're still, here. We're still New York cooking. Peace of mind. We we'll are, give yep. them a little shout-out. Yep, New York Peace of Mind is right also on, us. but we are one of, I guess, two programs that you'll still be able to hear every Saturday. Yeah. We're local on 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, local programming, yeah. You you'll can still, still hear syndicated still ESPN radio. And uh, hopefully when the conversions uh, complete to FM in April, we'll have a full slate of local programming here on the station again. So in the meantime, thank you for bearing with us, and thank you for listening to us And we apologize for last yeah, there's a lot know, of technical stuff going on. We so. know you only listen on Saturday mornings from 11 to 2 anyway, yeah. so, uh, you know, just keep doing that. That's really that's really all that matters. Just keep doing Feel it. free just to call in. Uh, last time I said that, people called in, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go for it. Well, we demanded that people call in that last <laughs> time with a uh, with a reason how Houston could possibly beat the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. And people called in, and, and I think we got one call 
uh, immediately after that about how the Patriots were just going to crush Houston. Right. <laughs> so it wasn't exactly what we wanted to call Right, on. but it was a call. Yeah. But it was a phone <laughs> guy, You know, it, the thing the thing about that Houston game, and we can sort of go over what happened so far in the playoffs to the Patriots, that Houston game, a lot of people seem to get worried about it after the fact, you know, because Houston made it a game. But, you know, me and Brian sat here and we said the only way that this becomes a game is if the Patriots puke all over themselves. Yeah, Houston, And they did. Houston didn't have a shot. Houston didn't stand a chance. The Patriots turned the ball over three times in that game, and it was still an 18-point game. They still covered a 16-point spread. All right, so, uh, again... The, the recipe for success for most opponents against the Patriots is hope that the Patriots have a bad game. Yeah. Because when they are when they are on, they are almost impossible to beat. And here's, I think, the biggest point going into this game and throughout the playoffs is when the Patriots have a lead, it is hard to beat the Patriots. And they score early and often. So when you look at it with the Falcons... They struggle when they're down. So the Falcons have to get ahead or else they're going to they're Matt gonna lose. Ryan, um, in the last two minutes of a game uh, where he's trailing, he has a quarterback rating of two. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the key is just get a lead on Matt Ryan and force him into bad decisions. Well, exactly. well, well, well if it's a close game, the thing is, trailing. You can question his, uh, his ability to be clutch. Down the stretch, absolutely. And, I mean, it's a small sample size, I'm right. sure. And now what? He's, uh, what, three and four in the playoffs? Yep. His career, yep. right? Uh, well, uh, yeah. So that makes him three and four because he was one and four coming into this postseason. He's won two games, so he's three and four now. He's he's won two postseason games against what I believe were two legitimate opponents. The best. It's it's two nothing. Of the best teams. It's nothing to sniff at because uh, honestly, Seattle I thought was going to beat the Falcons. Yeah, I don't I, know if anybody else had I, the Falcons in that game. Yeah. Did anyone else nope. have the Falcons against Green Bay? No, no I'd see. I'd Seattle. No, I had the Falcons against Green Bay. Against oh, Falcons against their Green Bay? No, I had Green Bay. No, I had Green Bay. I had what about Falcons. you? You had the Falcons. Okay, so... I, 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 I believed in them. So, so <laughs> of the four of us there, we picked the Falcons a total of one time and eight possible chances to pick the Falcons, all right? So, four out of four of us picked Seattle to beat the Falcons. Three out of four of us picked, picked Green Bay to beat the Falcons. Right. So, we haven't really been giving this team the credit they deserve because they crushed two teams... That we at the very least thought we're gonna make it a game against Atlanta. Well, Dave, they blew doors. Right. Both of those games. I mean, Green Bay like shot itself in the foot several times in that game. They missed the field goal to cut it to seven three. Then they were driving and then fumbled the ball away. But the reason why, right? I, and they also missed that field goal right at the beginning. That's and you, I, I and you gotta that. put up points against a team <laughs> in Atlanta that's gonna score. Yeah, right. but the reason why I don't give Atlanta the benefit of the doubt is because I think Atlanta's been one and done. It, they were oh eight oh uh, eight. Uh, 2010 and 2011. I think 2012, they, were... they made it. Yeah, and they, I think that's when they won. Uh, yeah, that they was their the... one win. They made it to the NFC Championship game, and they puked all over themselves right. again. Right. Well, so no. yes, they're, they're... they didn't puke all over themselves. That was a close game. I, I feel like they they gave it up. 28, 24 was the final. I, I think they weren't they, clutch down the stretch. They again. gave up the lead. I think. Yeah, they were up 14 nothing, and mm-hmm. they lost. So yeah. yeah, you can definitely say that this Atlanta team seems to be a front running team. They right. get big leads. They hold on to big leads. And, right. and so the recipe for success against Atlanta is don't let them get a big so lead. So if Bel- Belichick wins the toss, what does he do? Does he keep the ball? In this game, I keep it. Yeah, you go. Well, last week he won the toss and he elected to keep the ball. Right. And he did that against Denver, too, which was weird. I feel like that's something he only does in like the postseason or in really big games. Well, Ashish, also look at it from this standpoint. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers who have an explosive offense, right? right? So you're trying to get ahead of the game. Right. And it's the same kind of mentality well, going into this. That's Falcons why it game. doesn't make sense why he did it against Denver last year. No, it didn't. Because uh, that's a team where... Defensively, they are right. the best. You put at, their yeah. best th- uh, unit on the field, and... Mm-hmm. I still do, I still want to know the reasoning why he chose that ball. Well, you know, probably just to try and get out ahead on their defense, put the defense on their heels a little bit to kick off the game. But wouldn't you rather have Peyton Manning and his noodle arm yes, on the field? Yes, I would, personally. I'm just and trying, then you get I'm better trying field to position. explain Belichick's thinking on that. Well, your, Could have been. Your decision is not, that's not a good explanation. That's not my decision. That's Belichick. <laughs> you, you asked why would Belichick do that. I'm saying it's probably to try and get the defense their best but, unit but thinking about stuff and, and put them on their heels. <laughs> but guys, let's give Atlanta credit where credit is due because... When Atlanta was bad, they had Mike Smith as their coach. Okay, now Dan Quinn's moving in. 
He's know, a good defensive-minded coach. He's, well, he's in, been here before. Yeah, he's been here before. He's won a exactly. Super Bowl. He lost one to the Patriots as an assistant as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's got the experience. But obviously going from being an assistant in the Super Bowl to being the head coach of a team that's in the Super Bowl, two very different things. Yeah, but you've seen it. You know, you've been through it. You know how to try and prepare your players. It's different from any other game. You've got the, the extra week off, mm-hmm. all of the hype and excitement going up into it. And and it is different. It's different preparation for this for this game. It's the biggest game of the year, and I think that Dan Quinn's going to know how to keep his guys in check, how to make sure that they're not you know firing off too many bullets basically mm-hmm. before we get to the game and exhausting themselves. They're 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 going to be prepared. Yeah. I I I have a lot of trouble looking at this Falcons team and saying. They don't stand a chance, well, all right, because they absolutely do. They just crushed a great defense in Seattle, one of the best defenses in the league, and they also without shut Thomas, down without Aaron Rodgers. They're a totally d- different defensive team without Earl Thomas on the field. They're still a great defensive team. Yeah. They're still a well-coached team. They made them look like a high school team. Okay, they they annihilated Seattle, and then they went ahead and completely shut down Aaron Rodgers. They didn't even score a touchdown until the second half. Yeah, and to that point, I thought that Aaron Rodgers was destined to win a Super Bowl because of the route that he was going. Right, because they had won, what, six, uh, eight straight games? Eight, eight straight and games. And he was on fire. And they yeah. beat Dallas in Dallas. I mean, that game was exponential uh, amongst um, my standards and expectations. I think Dallas would have been able to beat Atlanta. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, like they that. couldn't even win at home. Dallas couldn't beat Green Bay yeah, at home in Dallas. A, but if Dallas had won, Dallas would be the home team. I don't Atlanta know. Plays I don't understand why that's much away from the Georgia. It's dome. in a dome, though. It's still an indoor game. Well, yeah, but that has nothing to do with it. I, I think it absolutely does. Home cooking and but, being but on the road. when you look at their road record, where'd they place? Uh, Kansas City, San Diego. Uh, when they lost games here, you know they, these are. I, I'm trying to remember the other two, but those are two outdoor games. You know when they play inside a dome, they're good. They're going to be comfortable in Houston this week too. It's another reason not to overlook the Falcons. They play well in a dome. In a they're going to be comfortable in that environment. Right. They're going to score points. And I feel like with Matt Ryan, I feel like the same kind of destiny is within that game because I looked at the NFC game and I said that if Matt Ryan can somehow beat Aaron Rodgers, he will have confidence to try to beat Tom Brady. He just has that in him. It's a mentality that we've never seen before on Matt Ryan. He's always been a, a choke artist. You know, that Matty Ice has been cold, like really cold. Right. He hasn't been the guy. No, I think also the way we perceive Matt Ryan is we always kind of included him in sort of like the Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco Jay class. Cutler. You know, Jay no, Cutler. I put, I've always put him sort of a cut above them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a little bit, but he was never in like the Drew Brees, Tom Brady and I, I still don't think he is. No, I wouldn't even put him with Eli. But I think, I think after this year you have to move him past Eli. I mean, yeah. this, yeah. Is, this is one of the best statistical years we've well, seen in a long time. Hold on, but the thing is, if you if, if he wins the Super Bowl, then you obviously move him a lot higher. But if he has another year like this one, statistically right. speaking, then you have to put him in the class of like the Aaron Rodgers, the Drewbies. Not all time, he's not all thrown, time, but in terms of like right now, he, he's had the weapons this year to make it so he doesn't throw as many picks, but. Uh, as you saw in the Kansas City game, I don't know if you guys watched the Kansas City Atlanta game. Yeah, no, I I never watch Atlanta. Okay. Mar- Marcus Peters, had, no, had Eric Peter, uh, Eric um, Eric Barry. Barry. Yeah, and I, I think that's a key spot, the safety spot, because if you gamble like that, have an athlete like Devin McCourty, for instance, mm-hmm. I, I think this is a big, big, big game for Devin McCourty. Sure, because you're going to be helping out Logan Ryan covering right. Julio. It's Jones actually, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Eric Rowe because Logan Ryan's moved oh, more into the slot. God help me if it's Eric Rowe. Uh, it, yeah. No, it, you can't put a guy like Eric Rowe who's inexperienced against the best wide receiver in the league. Right, right. and but Eric Logan Rowe, Ryan at the very least has some Logan, experience. Logan yeah, yeah. Ryan's five well, eleven. Give me, give me the so? experience and the moderate size difference. But Eric Eric Rowe is so far this year in the last eight games. Eric Rowe has been moved that's to the outside not, corner it's not that with substantial Logan of a of a size difference though in okay, the physicality the size of Logan, Logan, Logan Ryan is going to be on Taylor Gabriel wide open and dropped it okay against Eric Rowe Eric Rowe failed to cover that guy no, Eric, Eric Rowe couldn't Rowe. cover Eric Rowe does suck but I mean he had a good game against Brandon Marshall when they played against the Jets so. yeah that's Brandon Marshall and, but Brandon Marshall has size that, yeah but Julio Jones is 
a god. Look, okay, so, but Malcolm so Butler. Okay, is going so if to we're talking covering. about Malcolm Butler being too small to cover Julio, yeah. he and Logan are pretty much the same size. Why won't you put your number one corner on their number one receiver? Put Malcolm Butler on Julio. No, uh, I think that's the, I think that's the mentality that you have to have because Julio because Jones if, is too physical. That's the only yeah. Malcolm but that's, Butler's no, no, no. one of the most physical cornerbacks in the that's league. That's not why I would knock Malcolm Butler. Look, if they decide, hey, we're gonna put our best cornerback on their best wide receiver, I don't have a problem with it. But right. he's still gonna need help because yeah. Julio Jones is a physical freak. Yeah. They, he is their Gronkowski. If you watch this guy play, he's huge. He's got great hands. He breaks tackles. And, and and so you've got to try and contain him somehow. You've got to limit his production. But I don't know necessarily how you stop him. I don't think you can. I just, no, no, you no, just no, have you don't, to limit you don't, his production. Exactly. You don't stop Julio Jones. You slow him down. Well, you can't it, stop him. The thing is, though, you you technically this year you don't want to um, slow him down too much because the Falcons are 9-1. When he has 99 yards or fewer, but when he was, has 100 or more, he, they're four and four. Okay, so maybe it's just if uh, you know if if Ryan's desperate enough to throw to Julio Jones, then they're then they're going to lose games. You know because there are 500 team when he has 100 yards or more. Yeah, but it's a little bit uh, of a disparity, don't you think? Because in the games that they lose, they're going to be chucking the ball up to Julio Jones, and I'm sure he's gained garbage yards in those four losses. I'd have to look back, but and Brian, that's why those numbers get inflated in the losses what was his receiving yards last week and that was one of the wins and, and yeah but i'm just saying so, you base off of momentum this guy's one of the best receivers in the game arguably the best when healthy well the yeah problem, but the green bay packers secondary sucks oh yeah but i, I mean <laughs> they, 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 they were on like fourth string uh, corners. The yeah. Patriots no doubt Green Bay was banged up. Corners. But how do you explain him picking apart a Seattle secondary that has Richard Sherman? He, he didn't target Sherman. No no so, one ever so, throws the ball towards Sherman. So he spreads the ball around and he's better. Everyone right. everyone knows without any quarterback, if you're able to spread the ball around, that you're going to be better. Exactly. Absolutely. But uh, what is Belichick's mantra here? Shut down the uh, the other team's number one weapon, and it's Julio Jones. That's what so you've got to take care Brown. of him first. Yeah, that's what Absolutely. happened to, to Antonio Brown last week. Yep, and that was the way to, that was the way to deal with that team. Except Atlanta can go to their running backs, too, so you've got to watch out for that. 603-883-9900. When we come back, we'll take a look at some of the hot takes flying in from the national media. Some people, such as <clears throat> Rob Parker, just can't help themselves when talking about Tom Brady and the Patriots. We'll get into that next. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz. When's the last time you saw something like this exactly, where guys on the same team are willing to do what it is that the bulls are doing where they're publicly sniping at each other. Right. That doesn't happen very often. I happen to agree with what Rondo said though. Um, I think the messenger is, is probably the problem. A lot of people are having a problem with the messenger that it's Rondo and his, I guess his past. And he's the guy who is criticizing Wade. But and Jimmy how Butler, bad, but I agree with it. but how bad do things have to actually be for this to spill out in a way that we can all see? This doesn't happen very often where veterans on the same team are sniping back and forth at each other in public so that we can all use it to feed on because we wouldn't be talking about the Bulls otherwise. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. If it's time to top off, flush, or refill your cooling system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for Prestone Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant, eleven ninety nine a gallon. Plus, earn double points during O Rewards Bonus Points Month. Protect your engine with Prestone Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts. Imagine this: your thirteen-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them, all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. 
And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at checkthestatsnh.org and help the partnership for a drug-free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Patriots are going to their NFL record ninth Super Bowl in franchise history. On the early injury report released yesterday are Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, Martellus Bennett, and Dante Hightower among eight Patriots listed as questionable for next Sunday's game. For the Falcons, Julio Jones was limited in practice Friday and Alex Mack did not participate. The Celtics beat the Orlando Magic last night 128-98. Isaiah Thomas dropped a game-high 21. Jalen Brown chipped in 20. Jay Crowder racked up 19 points and hit 5 of 7 from behind the arc. The Green are right back at it tonight. They travel to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Serena Williams defeated her sister Venus Williams in straight sets 6-4, 6-4 at the Australian Open this morning. With the win, she claims her record-setting 23rd Grand Slam. And the Bruins are off for the NHL All-Star break. Tuka Rask and Brad Marchand, both first-time All-Stars, are in L.A. for the festivities. The skills competition is tonight at 7. The three-on-three games will begin tomorrow at 3.30. This SportsCenter update is brought to you by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. Forget the coffee. I am in so much pain right now. I got a massive headache. The Sports Blast has the cure for your Friday night hangover. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. Three hours of sports talk. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Good job getting through that update, Dave. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we were uh, being a little obnoxious towards Dave when during that update. You guys just... I see you guys. Anytime I do an update, let me just paint a picture for the audience out there. They're either bouncing up and down like Oompa Loompas, all right, or like they got one of those exercise balls and they're just bouncing up and down on it. Oompa, or they get up and they start oompa. doing crap that I don't even know what they're doing because I'm trying to read. We were playing uh, invisible tennis. Invisible tennis was oh, one having a rally. And then like eventually it turned to Dragon Ball Z. Moral combat. Yeah, I don't know what you were doing oh, at one good. point, Brian. I was, I was doing Kamehameha. Yeah, that makes sense. Kamehameha. And Dave, like an absolute pro, was just like, you know what? I'm just going to plow right through this update I, and I've get it done. I've learned to just tune it out completely. <laughs> well, Dave, that's why I'm not apologizing because you're a pro. You yeah, know? yeah. It's, it's making you. me stronger as an uh, as an update reader, I suppose. Yeah. Distractions are nothing to me at this point. An updatist. It's a good thing. That's what I like to call you. Updatist? An updatist. Updatist. Sounds we weird. just added a new word to the dictionary. Sounds strange. I don't think I want to be an updatist. I think it is a word, actually. <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it up in the break. Uh, one thing I want to get to uh, in this segment, guys, is, um, you know, we learned this week that, and, and, you know, we've always known this, the national media really despises the New England Patriots. But yeah, we were reminded they win. We were rem- especially if they win. But no, it's because they win. Oh, it's because well, they the, win. Yeah. That's the root of it. Right. Yeah. But, but know, the that's is, the root of all evil. If you win, the, people hate you. On the surface, people say it's like oh, no, it's because of the cheating. People like, hate Tom you Brady's because they such hate a pretty you, boy. You know? Exactly. Is, uh, <laughs> but really, down at their core, they're just if the, jealous. If the Patriots didn't win four Super Bowls in the past ten, uh, a decade and a half. No one would care. No, right. no one would give a crap. But the yeah. thing is, like, I was sort of reminded of that fact uh, this week. And Rob Parker, oh my God, Rob Parker, your He's boy, one of the guys, my boy, Rob Parker, one of the guys leading this parade of hate. I mean, Rob Parker has always hated Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. So this week, he went on Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp on FS1, and he had this to say: "It's been tainted big time, Skip. Whether you or the Boston faithful want to admit it." And and up there in Boston, let's just be honest, it's a cult. People are up there drinking the Kool-Aid. You can't get people in Boston to even admit that 
Native Americans had nothing to do with the Boston Tea Party. They don't want to hear it. And the same thing with Tom Brady. What? Yes. The same thing with Tom Brady. They will not acknowledge, accept, no matter what goes down with what the Patriots have done, with what Tom Brady has done. But I think that Tom Brady, and I've said this before, should be on par with like a Derek Jeter who's a guy who was a great champion, won, had a great career, no blemishes. Tom Brady's not in that boat anymore. And I do believe that at some point, some former disgruntled employee is going to write a tell-all book down the road, and we will find out. Well, you hope. No, we will find out (laughs) what went on behind the scenes, what Tom Brady knew, uh, Spygate, Deflategate, all of that, and Tom Brady will wind up being Lance Armstrong without the bicycle. Wow. That's wow. what we're going to find Armstrong? out. Yes, without the bicycle. <laughs> That's what we're going to find out, and then people will be able to put his career in perspective. So, okay. Even without the steroids. He's Lance Armstrong without the bicycle. Without now, let me just bicycle. say, Rob Parker is a moron, okay? I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, the, this is, the I'm bicycle pretty sure. wasn't what got Lance in trouble, it, Bobby. It, it was his lack <laughs> of... Uh, uh, it was it was the steroids. <laughs> it was right, everything. Yeah. He took steroids. The guy was juicing. But Rob, Rob Parker, Rob Parker's an idiot. Right. This is a guy that got fired from ESPN a couple years ago because remember he had that really controversial comment about RG three. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have. He's, a not, brain. he's not a brother. Wait. He's a cornball brother. Remember is he that? a brother, or is he a cornball brother? Like this guy, I cannot take him <laughs> seriously ever. What a jackass. He is a total jackass. (laughs) What the hell? He's he's questioning RG3's blackness. That's essentically what that was. Yeah, that's That's what that was. I I just want to know where the Native Americans and the Tea Party thing came from. Like, why can't... can't, You can't get people in Boston to even admit that Native Americans had nothing to do with the Boston Tea Party. What? They don't want to hear it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Even Skip was like, "What, what does he mean by well, that, that?" Native Americans were part of the Boston. They, they were they were around and they and they helped because they didn't want the imperialists to win. Yeah, I'll totally. Turn the facts. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Boston. I can admit. I can admit just about anything, okay? There. Alternative facts. It's so ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard the clips from down in Atlanta this week, too. Another person called Boston full of racists. Yeah. This is a guy from Georgia where the Confederate flags just got <laughs> taken down McKenna. like three years ago. Rick Kimla. Yeah, he Rick was just Kimla, there two yeah. years ago. There were still flying Confederate flags. I know. All right, so. Well, this all has I, to. Look. It comes down to Dan Shaughnessy calling Atlanta a bunch of, like, choke artists. Right. And, and, and if you're going to let uh, Dan Shaughnessy troll you as an entire state, I'm sorry. Like, we, we know better because Dan Shaughnessy's been trolling us since, uh, since he started writing. That's what Shaughnessy does. He trolls people, <laughs> and he gets these illicit reactions, and and, and that's what happens. It, it His response to, was so bad it got um, Sam Adams uh, banned from a gas station yeah, in Georgia. It amounts to people <laughs> Until after proclaiming the Super that an entire city full of people are either drunk, uh, nerds that live in their mom's basement, <laughs> or are all racist. And this guy's well, in Georgia. This guy is in Georgia. Man, like, and I don't He's wanna... in the deep south. See, what people need to realize is you can't just put everyone under the same umbrella. Like, no. I don't think that this guy is a racist individual because he lives in Georgia. Uh, how can you just call all of Boston racist because you're playing against the Patriots in the Super Bowl? It's an absurd Once thing. I mean, it's, like, it, it's an absurd it's allegation. Absolute, it's right. the pot calling the I'm, kettle black. I'm pretty and sure I don't there say. are racists in every and, and listen, state I don't in this country. Say, and I don't want to yeah. say that people in the South are Except still racist, Hawaii. but if anyone has a history with racism, it's the people in the Deep South. The whole country they has still, a history Guys, guys, <laughs> they, I was telling Brian I was telling Brian at the Herald the other day, they still have, believe it or not, segregated proms in parts of Georgia. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, I, I, look, I, I believe mean, what year is it? I was just in Georgia. They've got Confederate flags in front of hotels down in Georgia still, all right? And, and, they're, guys, calling, and they're calling us racist. They're calling us racist up here in Boston. Anyway, we're getting guys, too wrapped yeah, up I, in I was going to say, of course. going back to sports, Yeah. Um, <laughs> with Rob Parker, I mean, I'm surprised that he actually had the knowledge to even remember like the historical background of what Boston <laughs> is. And, and I mean, looking at back I mean, he, it, he had to premier, uh, right. had to he had to be part of Skip Bayless's show, I, I know. which sucks. It, it, it is terrible. You know what was really funny about it? The other guest was Eric Mangini. Eric Mangini. The man who's yeah. responsible wow. for starting Spygate. And the funny thing is, 
Mangini defended the Patriots. Now, my theory is, well, Mangini has three rings with the Patriots, so maybe he didn't want to go a little too hard on them. He's like, well, you know, those three rings aren't completely illegitimate. I don't yeah. know what's more entertaining, though, Ashish. Watching, um, you know, Shannon Sharp talk like a horse's mouth <laughs> or uh, Skip Bayless and his reactions because, you know, most, most of the time um, garbage is what comes oh out my God. of both of their mouths. Well, it's but the most, Skip it's the most, Skip most Bayless melodramatic Skip sports talk show Mason out there. Mason Crosby from a couple of weeks ago was yeah. hilarious. If you go on his Twitter, no, I saw it, just yeah. look all, at all his tweets about Mason Crosby, like, yeah. oh, Mason Crosby's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it really says a lot when Rob Parker goes on the show. And oh, Eric yeah. Mangini and Skip Bayless are the two voices of reason. <laughs> highly highly unbiased towards yeah. uh, New England, I would say. But but with uh, all this national media stuff, I, I think most of it is definitely throwing stuff out there to make it stick. Flinging poop. Exactly. And it's entertaining. Poop it's, it, and, and it goes back to what you guys were saying earlier. It's because the Patriots constantly win. There is a sense of jealousy among other markets. I was supposed to say that. Yeah. Take my, I'm my sorry. Finger. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Say uh, what you were going to say. No, no, no. I <laughs> you already <laughs> took it. Yeah, you're it. Well, well. So I, I, I guess agree. let's let's uh, let's talk about his theory there. Do you think that after Tom Brady's what, done, about the Indian uh, Native Americans? No, no, not even no, about we're not that. Talking about the Tea Party because, uh, because uh. again, I don't know what the Tea Party has to do with this game. It has nothing. Oh, but we're a cult that drink the uh, we drink the Kool Aid. We drink apparently. the Kool Aid. I like Kool Aid. As a result, Kool Aid is delicious. We love Tom Brady despite he's a cheater, and we can't oh, admit yeah. that Native Americans were part of the Boston Tea Party. Can we party. get Rob Parker on our show next week? Let's call him up. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'd love to talk to him. I would love to know what he thinks of of, of uh, everyone in New England again. Oh yeah, I'd like, I would like to get a further analysis of, of what's can going he do on the in this Paul city. Paul Revere night ride. <laughs> how, how many lanterns were there? My goodness, <laughs> it's the ridiculous. Midnight train. Yeah, Georgia. just the, the Native American Tea Party. <laughs> so anyway, do you guys believe that Tom Brady's reputation when he's done that his legacy is going to be tainted? Absolutely not. I no. mean, look, some people out there are still going to continue to hold it against Brady, and obviously Rob Parker is one of those guys. Don't you think because that as time goes by, only even guys like Rob Parker are going to look back like 10 years from now and be like, you know what? The only o- only if he does something... Uh, something uh, else? Something uh, to like Roger Goodell when he accepts the Super Bowl trophy, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Uh, like if but he he's, checks, he's too... No, he's going to take... No, he'll take the no, no, what I would do if I'm Tom Brady... <laughs> Nice. What I would do if I'm Tom Brady is just flip off Roger Goodell <laughs> well, right on that. No, he's too classy. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, here, do it. Right? Because I was comfort zone. I was thinking about this uh, from past Super Bowls, and I would have to look up video. But doesn't the first person to receive the trophy from the commissioner? The coach. It's uh, no, it's the owner. It? It's always the, the owner. owner. Yeah. So Bob Kraft's going to take the trophy. Yeah, that's uh, actually a good point. You're right. It, it, there's going to be no handing off of the Lombardi Trophy. Well, Super Bowl MVP trophy. If if Brady wins the Super Bowl MVP, I mean, we don't know if he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP. MVP. Well, I'm likely. just I'm assuming. Why, that, like, why, if they why would win. we assume that? We don't it's even usually know if the, the quarterback Falcons or the Patriots are going to win yet. Right. Well, we don't we don't even know if the Patriots are going to win. So, so how can we talk about the Lombardi Trophy? Like, what if the, the final score is three nothing and Gostowski wins? You know, who could beat someone on the defense? Well, I mean, just no, just to answer Dave's original question about how it'll affect Tom Brady's legacy. I think guys like Rob Parker, if Tom Brady ends up winning this year, has to sort of revisit his whole theory of well, he's Lance Armstrong without the bicycle. Because oh, look, come on. the Patriots, since the start of the Flategate, won Super Bowl forty nine. Steroids, it's not the bicycle. No, 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 no. But here's a bit si- no, guys, since the start of the Flategate, they won Super Bowl forty nine. They yeah. went twenty six and six in the past two regular seasons. Yep. They've gone to back to back AFC Championship games. Oh, and another Super Bowl, the second one in three years. Not to mention so, Tom Brady's statistics have been uh, better, if not consistent, with what he's done throughout so his entire career. So how can career. you continue to hinge on Deflategate and you know Spygate? Spy- People don't even understand what Spygate. Was people it think was that just in the wrong place? It was in the wrong location. The practice of filming defensive signals was not only commonplace, yeah. but it was legal. Well, and that the wasn't Patriots a Brady film- thing. Yeah, it was a yeah, Patriots. Thing. But people to this day continue to think that that taped walkthrough actually happened, which it didn't. And people continue to think that filming signals was only a Patriots thing. It was league wide and it was legal. Yeah, but not the way they were doing it. And, uh, no, she- no, 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 Dave. It was just they went to the wrong location. Yeah, they were in the so wrong. So if yes. you want to talk yeah, about, they yeah, went to the wrong location. But guys. the thing, no, but the, but the <laughs> wrong location no, meaning come on, the right but the pra- location. No, but Dave, but the wrong doing. Yes, there was. No, but the practice. They sat on the wrong. 
probably they true. stretched the rules. Right, listen, they stretched the rules, but the practice of they got actually caught. filming, the practice of actually filming wasn't the problem. That's the Everybody overall point. Does no, it. yeah, of course, but it's always this thing with the Patriots. They right. take it too far, like and if you get caught, you just gotta embrace the fact that they they had they to take accept the, the penalty for but spy game. But that was literally jaywalking. That, well, and they also they also got off. So like it was get it's like getting a ticket for jaywalking when you were speeding, okay? Because they got <laughs> off, uh, they weren't right. punished and, enough, and that's why they're punished so much for the right. Deflate. There yeah, was residual there was residual leftover punishment to be had for the league because they didn't come down hard enough on the Patriots for Spygate, and in fact, you could make the argument that Roger Goodell actually helped you with that punishment for Spygate, and now. With the flake gate, because you had 31 other owners that were pissed off that they got away with Spygate with such a, a small penalty. Yeah. Oh, come on, they got. You had 31 other owners that were so pissed off that now it was necessary for the league to come down and bring the hammer down on the Patriots. They lost down. their first round pick. I'm that's, not that's saying it's right. Significant. I'm not saying it's right. Like, you know what the Giants got for <laughs> walkie talkie gate, guys? It's not they that got, big of a they deal. They got their fourth round pick moved back like 10 spots. That's what they got for the whole walkie talkie thing. Bill Belichick would appreciate that. They're not the Patriots. Yeah, yep, it's not the Patriots. And you know what? No. You know what, Dave? It's not she even that not, it Dave, for It's not even bit. that it's not the Patriots. It's Mara. That's why it's John Mara, and it's it's one of the most influential owners in the league. Ashish, it doesn't even matter because it doesn't matter who the Patriots um, don't draft anyway. I mean, who they draft? They always pick up guys off the street. Look at Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan got uh, cut by the Bills and the Dolphins. Cut by four and, teams. I know he. I'm just saying in AFC East, the teams uh, that people would know. He also okay. played lacrosse. He, he did. But, but, <laughs> but looking on it. Belichick doesn't need, even need that draft pick, and and the million bucks is like like garbage. Mark, Mark, that's not that's not the po- that's not the point. Oh no, the million bucks. I agree. If I'm Kraft, I still stand to this day. I'd say, you know what? Keep the money. Give me my picks back. But Mark, that's not the point. Well, the that they don't even need the picks. Heavy. The fact is that they were penalized when they shouldn't have been. Well, and a you, the rules. you penalize the team and the quarterback, which makes no sense to me. It's either a team fine. Or it's a violation of the player. Well, the Brady thing is because he didn't follow the process. He didn't follow protocol. Exactly. Yeah, but why four games, though? Uh, well, it's too much. Obviously, yeah. it's too heavy-handed a, a punishment. Absolutely. it's, And again, it amounts to an equipment violation, which results in a fine in any other situation. Which and what, is like, what, $32,000? Right. right. Instead, Brady's punishment was measured against performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, <laughs> right. and, and so he ended up with the same suspension you get for enhancing your performance illegally. That's how they managed to do this. But it was always about power for Goodell and being able to hand down punishments when he so pleases. And it was also about the 31 other owners in this league wanting a little bit of retribution because the Patriots didn't get punished severely enough for Spygate. And also, Goodell right. just wanted to flex his muscle because he kept getting his ass handed to him in court by other people like Ray Rice and, you know, like Hardy and, and sure. Goodell has well, no muscle. And, and, it's all and, the owners. And this Deflategate scandal really just went ahead and exacerbated the fact that the league has no idea how to handle what situations accordingly. And guys, Rob Parker said that maybe a former employee of the Patriots or a writer would come out and write bad things about Tom Brady, the only person that would write about that book is Rob Parker. Probably. And he doesn't even know what happens in Brady, the behind the scenes. I wonder if Brady will ever write a book. That's not a bad idea, actually. It'd be a, a book I'd want to read. Yeah. Definitely. There's so much uh, secrecy in that Patriots organization. A Bill Belichick-like memoir book would be A awesome. tell-all. That'd be great. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I would read that. Sorry, Frank Kona asked. Just call it We're On to Cincinnati. Yeah, or do, do your good. job. <laughs> <laughs> right, job. 603-883-9900. Quick break here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's local ESPN. Off the ground, or you'd like to take control of your family's future with an estate plan, legal questions should never stand in the way. That's why there's LegalZoom. LegalZoom provides you with the tools you need to wrap up your legal needs with confidence. You can even receive legal advice at flat rates from LegalZoom's network of attorneys licensed in 48 states, all without expensive hourly fees, since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. For special savings, enter Mike at checkout. LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com. AutoZone presents How to Rev Up Your Refund. Regular oil changes protect your engine from wear and tear, helping your car roll well beyond the 100,000-mile mark. And right now, get a five-quart jug of Pennzoil Conventional Motor Oil for just $21.99. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner, so you can fix your car with confidence. Hoods up, America. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone.
this week with flow. You feel an overwhelming sense of calm in three, two, one. Your home and auto insurance is bundled like a baby in a warm, buttered blanket. The money you save rains gently down upon you in bills, not in coins, because that would probably hurt. Worries drift away when you bundle home and auto insurance with Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Are you set for more money and a better life in 2017, or is your job holding you back? If so, check out my computer career and start your new life as an IT pro in as little as three months, even if you have zero experience. On campus or live online, classes meet just twice a week. My computer career helped over a 1,000 students start new IT jobs nationally last year. You can join them. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Corporal John Vale was injured on patrol in Kuwait. The truck flipped. The vehicle landed on me. I realized I can't move my legs. I'm looking for one person, one contact that can help me. When John arrived at the VA, there was someone. Stephen Bush of Paralyzed Veterans of America. He helped John with his claim and became his advocate to get him back into life. When I approach someone that's newly injured, I want them to feel comfortable that they're not alone. For over 65 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America, through their national service officers, has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned. And their service is free to America's veterans and their families. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Paralyzed Veterans of America, changing lives, building futures. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The Patriots are going to their NFL record ninth Super Bowl in franchise history. On the early injury report released yesterday are Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, Martellus Bennett, and Dante Hightower among eight Patriots listed as questionable for next Sunday's game. For the Falcons, Julio Jones was limited in practice Friday, and Alex Mack did not participate. The Celtics beat the Orlando Magic last night 128-98. Isaiah Thomas dropped the game high 21. Jalen Brown chipped in 20. Jay Crowder racked up 19 points and hit 5 of 7 from behind the arc. The Green are back at it tonight. They travel to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. Serena Williams defeated her sister Venus Williams in straight set 6-4-6-4 at the Australian Open this morning. With the win, she claims her record-setting 23rd Grand Slam. And the Bruins are off for the NHL All-Star break. Tuka Rask and Brad Marchand, both first-time All-Stars, are in L.A. for the festivities. The skills competition is tonight at 7, and the three-on-three games will begin tomorrow at 3.30. This SportsCenter update is brought to you by Miller Lite. As long as you are you, it's Miller time. I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now. And up there in Boston, let's just be honest, it's a cult. People are up there drinking the Kool-Aid. You can't get people in Boston to even admit that Native Americans had nothing to do with the Boston Tea Party. They don't want to hear it. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. You know, I I think I actually feel my IQ dropping the more and more I listen to Rob Parker talk. Oh, it's such a stretch. (laughs) Such a a reach. We're all stupid now. People in Boston can't admit anything. Yeah, apparently the Native Americans had something to do with the Tea Party. Show, they won't even show admit that. Show me the that. facts on anything, and I will. Uh, I Agreed. will admit that it's all good. Yeah, you know? yeah all, all good. Just, uh, I don't but even know why. Know, I, again, I just don't know how. You know, if if this whole entire city of Boston couldn't come together and admit that Native Americans had something to do with the Boston Tea Party, they did. How does that correlate 
to the Super Bowl that's being played next Sunday. It doesn't. In Why does it matter? Anyway. How do fans even matter? Why would you even, as a broadcaster, comment on fans he thought, anywhere? He thought they were playing the Braves. I don't even get the connection. Like, where, well, where's the correlation? There isn't any. I, like, well, I, I, I think he thinks they're playing the Atlanta Braves. But shouldn't, should he not be <laughs> dissecting the game here? Are we really at oh, the no, point no, no, where, no, Dave, where we're reaching so early. much? No, no, only too smart, early only smart people that. do that. No, it's too early. For it's too early, and also it's, smart it's broadcasters two weeks, do that. Two weeks before the Super Bowl, uh, I know you don't have a lot to talk about because the game is two <laughs> weeks away, but how are you going to just... Talk about an entire fan base because we're talking about As, it right especially now. on the national outlet. You know, you're you're a guy who's talking to the whole nation, so anyone in New England is probably now a, a little bit offended. Yeah, but Dave, we're <laughs> now like supporting him, like in, in a way by talking him up. We're talking him up. We're promoting exactly. the show a little. No bit. No publicity is bad publicity. That is true. That's true. That's, That's true. We've yeah. we've seen that definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so the let's... more publicity you get. More people are going to tune in, whether they love you or hate you. So let's, might let's tune in just to hate you. Let's talk about somebody. Yeah, who let's loves let's let, yeah let's switch gears from Rob Parker to another guy that we hate, Roger Goodell. He was on Colin Coward's radio show on Wednesday. Goodell, I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, Colin Coward had Roger Goodell on, and uh, it was obviously to promote the Super Bowl because it's on Fox this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Coward asked Goodell, "Would it be uncomfortable if the Patriots won the uh, won the Super Bowl and Goodell had to hand the Lombardi Trophy over to Tom Brady?" So well, he's wrong about that anyway. Here it is. I got to ask you, you just got to be as honest as you can. If you handed the trophy to Brady, wouldn't there be a little discomfort maybe because of all the talk and the narrative and the media and people say, oh, Roger's uncomfortable with that. The commit. Would you be slightly uncomfortable for even a moment? Not, not for a second. Uh, this is one of the great opportunities. We have two dominant teams playing the Super Bowl. The Patriots and Falcons have both earned the opportunity to be there. They deserve it. And whoever wins that championship is going to have to earn it because these are great teams. And so I'm going to be thrilled. Uh, Tom Brady is one of the all-time greats. Uh, he has been for several years. He's on the precipice of uh, at least potentially winning his fifth Super Bowl ring. He's an extraordinary player, a great performer, and a surefire Hall of Famer. So it would be an honor. He is so full of crap. Oh my God. So full of crap. Goodell bot. <laughs> like, he, anyone buying that? No. <laughs> Come on. I Come will on, say eh? that. Of course it's going to be awkward. It would be, it would be human to be uncomfortable, but I don't know. You know, he's... Goodell boss. I, I, I was telling you guys, though, that like the funny thing is with how much conviction Goodell said not for a second. Mm. Would you be slightly uncomfortable for even a moment? Not, not for a second. Wow. Meaning, um, yeah, probably. Roger, Roger Goodell, should I trust anything that you say at all? Not, not for a second. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady, did Tom Brady deflate those balls? Not, not for a second. Well, good to know you can be honest, everyone. Should I ever wow, consider wow. you? Not, not for a second. Should I ever consider you to be a smart person in any capacity? Not, not for a second. Should we trust you with the finances of this league? <laughs> not, not for a second. Like, do, I, the owner, do, the o- <laughs> do, do the NFL owners like you? For a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, honestly, like, he is so full of crap. Like, if it wasn't personal, if it wasn't going to be uncomfortable, then why the hell hasn't he showed up to Gillette Stadium in two years? Of course it's uncomfortable. He was hell-bent on bringing down Brady, oh. right? After Judge Berman ruled in Brady's favor, he could have dropped it. But no, instead he takes it to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals with, you know, Robert A. Katzman and, and Barrington D. Parker and Denny Chin, and he ends up winning the case back. He could have dropped it before that. Ashish. Well, it's all about creating more power for himself and oh, for the owners an and less idiot. power for the players. And Ashish, he's a business guy. He has to promote the biggest game of, of, of the year. And if you have to promote matter. the Super Bowl yeah, to an American audience at this point, then like, what? what? You still do. You, I mean, like, you still, you still have, have to, to promote it. Like well, yeah, you like should. what if there were no advertisements? No, I mean as the commissioner, you what have if there to go were no call advertisements for the Super Bowl. How would people know it's on? I'm pretty what? sure it's on. <laughs> most people wouldn't know when the Super Bowl is. I, I, yeah, I don't see advertisements well, the for the generation. Super Bowl now. We just know that it happens. I see yeah. it every time I turn on the TV. It's on every single. Yeah, channel. on on what? No, I, I see it mostly on sports channels. Yeah, I'm pretty course. sure the people mostly watching sports channels Super are Bowl's sports fans. Up. 
and would know I've seen that the Super Bowl is coming up. Fox. Of course, it's on Fox a lot. Well, obviously, it's on Fox. Well, I've seen it Have on you seen CBS? it on CBS? Yeah, ABC. Why would CBS uh, run an ad because promoting this? Well, they Fox. are NFL affiliates. Yeah. They probably have to. Yeah, that's true. It's probably he, a he contract agreement. He did say something pretty uh, intelligent, though. I, I think when he said that Brady's arguably going down to be one of the best quarterbacks. But, but that's a fact. Well, that's that's Goodellbot chiming in. But right that's there. smart. That's kind of that's smart. Sir, is smart. there any chance you could get the full audio one more time for me? Because I feel like we weren't getting the full effect of Goodellbot there. Yeah, the entire cut of the Colin Coward thing. Yeah, please, because because uh, I feel like we got to really hear the Goodellbot yeah. in this. I gotta ask you. You just gotta be as honest as you can. If you handed the trophy to Brady, wouldn't there be a little discomfort, maybe, because of all the talk and the narrative and the media and people say, "Oh, Rogers uncomfortable with that." The commission. Would you be slightly uncomfortable for even a moment? Not, not for a second. Uh, this is one of the great opportunities we have. Two dominant teams playing in the Super Bowl. The Patriots and Falcons have both earned the opportunity to be there. They deserve it. And whoever wins that championship is going to have to earn it because these are great teams. And so I'm going to be thrilled. Uh, Tom Brady is one of the all-time greats. Uh, he has been for several years. He's on the precipice of uh, at least potentially winning his fifth Super Bowl ring. He's an extraordinary player, great performer, and a surefire Hall of Famer. So it would be an honor. <laughs> is is it just me, or does like when he, when he talks? Do you guys just like tune him out after fifteen seconds? Uh, of course, because yeah. nothing he says is is real. Nothing he says is real. He's never genuine. He's always spinning something. And he doesn't answer right? the question. It's like, Roger, are you looking forward to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it's going to rain later. Look, <laughs> if, if, right, so if I were to leave the show here, okay, and, and I go over to Brian and I say, you know what? I really think that Ashish and Mark are just a couple of jackasses. All right. We are. Uh, uh, yeah, they're just we are. a couple of jackasses. <laughs> I mean, we do. All right. Say that. That's then, validity right there. And then right you there. guys find out that I just called you a couple jackasses behind your back. Yeah, I'll be kind Guess of what? It's going to be uncomfortable the next time I see you guys. That's did, human nature. Have you done that yet? Human nature. Yeah, so you, never, I'll tell you one they did, Mark, when I we were here two weeks ago. I right to your <laughs> face. That's how, I know you right? That's how respectful he is. Exactly. That's how much I respect you. I would call you a jackass to your faces. Yeah. But, I mean, jackass. seriously, it, it's human. This is a guy that just went to court, spent time in court fighting against Tom Brady, uh, and, and ended up eventually suspending Brady from the game that he loves for four games for what amounted to, again, an equipment violation. And you haven't been back to the stadium for the two years since. Of course it's uncomfortable. Just be honest. He went to Atlanta Just be twice. honest. He went to Atlanta two times. Two times this year. And you know what? Don't. He also, in that interview, and I don't know if it was part of that clip, but he said it earlier in the interview that, he, uh, oh, well, I went to the game two years ago, you know, at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, that was before Deflategate happened. Right. right. <laughs> that was before Deflategate. He has not been at Gillette Stadium since Deflategate broke. Okay? Right. So that's, that's absurd. You are neglecting an entire fan base, and obviously this fan base really just wants Roger to come here so that he can be booed. You know, so yeah, there's, you know there's no real reason for him to come here for the fans. The fans want him here basically to be that guy who's like, hey, what's going on? It's like, ah, shut up. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I think he's honestly kind of scared of the whole New England atmosphere, not only because of the fans, but I think he just realizes how good the Patriots are, and they don't even really need Tom Brady um, in regards to like throughout the entire season. It's been proven. Like, it, it is a systematic thing, but, I mean, Brady is elite amongst the elite, and that's never going to be forgotten. And I just kind of like the fact that he did come out and say that, you know, to prove to people that maybe he did, you know, kind of pull some strings in the background. Sure. Just to prove that, you know, maybe New England is a good team. Well, the damage the to the reputation's already been done. Oh, so, it's I mean, been done, yeah, yeah. two years after the fact is the first soundbite we get from Roger Goodell saying to us that Tom Brady is one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever played the game. Two years later. Two years later. So he finally comes out and tells us all what we already know, which is that Brady's one of the best of all time. I Thanks, man. I, I didn't but his, know that. But his reputation nationally? Already destroyed. You've already done irreversible damage, you jackass. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Sports Blast. ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. Not, not for a second. Baseball's hit king.